Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guests and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, my dear. Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm very good. It's such a beautiful day. It is stunning out there. <laughs> Lovely breeze, bright sunshine. A perfect gardener day. Lawns. I know. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's a beautiful weeding day, too. One of my yes. most favorite Zen activities. I'm with you on that. <laughs> are you there with your pups? Yes, indeed. They are temporarily locked out of the room that I'm in so that I can hear you, um, you know, they make it a little tough. <laughs> I understand. For our, um, for our listening audience here on the Be Inspired podcast, I'm talking today with Heather Goodman, one of my absolutely favorite people, one of my absolutely favorite writers, and I'm hopeful she'll share with us today all the wonderful people, places, things, ideas, literature that has created her marvelous self. You, so. you are so kind, Jane. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> Very good. Heather has served us at Studio B also as a writing workshop facilitator. And like I said, she is she, her writing is just exquisitely beautiful. And I'm hopeful that part of our uh, conversation today, she'll share with our audience, the latest piece that appears in our superheroes, What the World Needs Now, seventh edition of our books. Is that a possibility? Of Heather? course. You're so sweet to ask. Thank you, Jane. You bet. But before we do that, um, tell me, Heather, how you came to be the wonderful person you are. <laughs> what has inspired you throughout? <laughs> what has inspired you throughout the years or from your very beginning. What do you got for us? Um, I mean, I couldn't be luckier in the world of having fantastic, exceptional parents. Um, I was raised by two amazing people who gave me, continue to give me constant support and let me spread my wings when I needed to and help me lick my wounds when I needed to. Um, and they continue to be such a source of inspiration for me. Excellent. Is there a time in your life that you remember particular, in particular? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there were some dark days. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. There were some dark days uh, in my early thirties. Um, and it would have been easy for my parents to have been really frustrated and angry at me. 
And instead, they just kind of helped me look for meaning and helped me find my own path and listened and gave advice if I was asking for it, but mostly just gave a lot of hugs. Excellent. It's that being there for one another that I think is probably the most healthy and helpful way to be with one another, don't you think? Someone else. You're there still? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what that was about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I agree with you. I think that being there as a witness for someone um, and not necessarily doing anything more than that, but just witnessing and trying to see what they're going through can be the most helpful thing of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you and I, being lovers of literature, Mm -hmm. um, do you have a favorite piece of literature that you go back to now and again for inspiration? I would say I probably have a few pieces like that. Um, The Writing Life by Annie Dillard is certainly one that um, I continue, is a touchstone that I continue to use. And also kind of on the opposite spectrum of that is Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird, which I think we both love is hilarious and inspiring. Um, I love the work of Cormac McCarthy and um, one of my favorite books is East of Eden. That's, um, that may be my favorite book ever. But also um, Beloved by Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, Where the Cage Birds Sing. I mean, there are so many good books in the world. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) as as I know you could, I could just go on and on and on and on. On and on. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really, really tough question. Although I have developed, uh, when uh, I have developed a favorite in film that I am able to talk about. Hmm. So uh, at the, yeah, surprising, right? Can you tell me about that? At the top top of my list is a film that starred uh, Albert Brooks and Rip Torn called Defending Your Life. It's funny and it's profound. And I shared it with my students, 40 minutes of it, actually. That and uh, Robin Williams in Dead poet society oh yes i mean for an english teacher that is like the go-to but i don't know defending your life i'll check that out you absolutely must i just absolutely love it it makes me laugh all the time and inspires me still wonderful thank you for the suggestion now talking about students you are a teacher tutor in addition to being a writer um uh are you anticipating doing going back to school? So I mostly work privately with students. So we've been doing a lot of Zoom tutoring lately, which is actually, uh-huh. it's something I've always been so resistant to because I believe so firmly in the face-to-face experience. But I have mm-hmm. to say that for one-on-one work, I am, I've been pleasantly surprised how well the Zoom tutoring works. It's obviously a completely different animal. 
<clears throat> when it's Absolutely. when it's a whole class. I do teach um, SAT classes for some school districts, and I just don't know yet whether or not they're going to say yes or no. So we'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, uh, one of the things that I found most valuable toward the end of my career was helping kids prepare essays for their college yes. admission is that right? You do that too. It right? is my most favorite work. I would love if I could do nothing but that. I, I would be. I would. I just love getting to hear their stories, getting to help. You know, getting to help them find kind of what the through line of the piece is, how it, how their experience changed their life. Um, I just. I find that work yeah. so incredibly rewarding and enjoyable, as you obviously do too. Yes. Yes. Um, my whole uh, focus, I guess you would say, in teaching back in the day was to help the kids figure out who they were. Yes. Why they did what they did and how they planned to make life better for themselves. And what I tried to do also in the senior research paper was try to figure out what direction in their lives they were thinking of going to find, to locate a piece of literature that would speak to that kind of lifestyle. Mm always very satisfying that whole self-discovery process I think yes yes and what a what a wonderful senior project making it something that relates to them directly instead of just research that feels so disconnected yeah yeah we got to we'd have one-on-one -on -one conversations about what their plans were and what their values were and what they were passionate about and it was it it was yeah I got to be a what do you say a a a uh, coach from the not uh, <laughs> I forget the line instead of being on stage as the as the teacher of stuff you got to be the coach from the side yeah. and guide them a little bit and that was always very satisfying yeah coaching so, is so much more fun than being the person with supposedly all the answers exactly exactly now going back just briefly and maybe maybe you maybe you can respond to this uh, but some of your favorite sentence starters, perhaps, for those college essays? Um, so I actually end up using a brainstorming worksheet that I found to be really helpful because it's just asking them for like bullet points as opposed to feeling so overwhelming um, by having to do, you know, it's the same idea as sentence starters for sure. So I ask them um, what sets you apart from other people? Um, if you were writing your own story, what would be some of the significant events, um, the accomplishments that have made them the most proud, those failures that have been most hurtful, um, things that have changed them, that kind of thing. Excellent. Excellent. And I'm thinking should not only students, but also adults um, listen to our podcast today. Those would be wonderful things to write about, things to talk about, things to share as we figure out how we can be superheroes in our own lives and superheroes in other people's lives as well. Yes. Yeah. Figuring out. Yeah. I mean, even the one, um, you know, what has hurt you the most or something mm -hmm. to that effect you said mm -hmm. allows us to develop an empathy, I think, which is critically important in our world today, figuring out what has hurt us 
and therefore how we can be more compassionate, I think, with other people and, you know, how the world responds to them and how we can then be healers as opposed to the poisons in other people's lives. What a wonderful, wonderful topic. Yeah. I can't agree more with you. I think that's the the single biggest gift of writing is that it allows for an expanded sense of empathy. Yep. 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 And certainly what the world needs now, right? More than ever. More than ever. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So now, would you please, unless there's an additional something that you would like to add about your life and your pups and... No, I, I, <laughs> I, I could talk to you for hours as we often do, but um, yes. I'm happy to move <laughs> on as well. Very good. Very good. So would you share now the piece um, that you contributed for our superheroes book? Certainly, certainly. And I just want to say that I don't know Anne Chase, but she did an absolutely gorgeous ink drawing to go with this. Um, and I just, I think it is just a tremendous piece of work. I'm so honored that that is next to my essay. So this is, <laughs> this is Lady. Judy Goodman, my 71 year old mom in hiking boots and a light jacket with bucket and shovel storms through the woods behind the house where she and dad have lived since 1972 the woods where they raised my brother and me, giving us magical names for our magical place. The woods Biney Twiney, a sun-dappled shade-spilled forest where a friendly creature named Wubba Wubba lives and where an occasional tree grows a kind of bench called a Ferengaren, where fallen beech leaves make a golden carpet for kids to run to the next grapevine hideaway or rock-walled fort, where the old stone foundation delivers buried fortunes of glass bottles or chips of china, and where we find treasures to bring home, feathers, rocks, abandoned nests. Mom who fills not only both sides of the inside of a thank you note, but also runs out of room on the back, who adopts a nine and a half year old dog because someone has to, who catches snakes and makes a mean coffee cake, stomps through the woods. Mom, a woman so gentle she still threatens to charge our friends a quarter for swearing or bathroom talk, is pissed. She hates to be angry, would much rather be visiting one of her hospice patients or bringing someone her homemade sticky buns. But the forest floor is again newly scarred with tire tracks, burnouts, and trash. Riders of ATVs and dirt bikes have recently found access to the patchwork of 80 wooded acres of private land behind my parents and their neighbors' homes. Until recently, mom and dad rarely saw or heard anyone on the trail. But now growling engines outdo songbirds and strewn garbage has replaced deer and chipmunk sightings. Though mom and dad collect trash every time they walk the woods, they can't keep up with the mounding beer cans, plastic vodka bottles, chip bags, and even an old couch and burned out truck. Mom marches down the trail, bucket banging her knee and passes one of the littered fire pits the riders have created. She tromps past the blackberry patch that once ate one of her rings and then down the steep hill where my dad cracked three ribs and punctured a lung while sledding. She heads to the lowland where vernal pools reemerge annually, but this year they're nothing but muddy tire tracks. The ephemeral pools ruined, the soil compacted and flung, the peepers, toads, and salamanders, homeless and therefore gone. Beyond the swampy tracks, she finds what she has come for, the last bedraggled lady slippers languishing where a once vibrant and audacious thicket grew. 
She has done her research. She knows it's unlikely the delicate orchid will survive transplanting, but if she doesn't, they will be gone anyway. She digs deep, prodding with her spade, giving a wide berth for the roots. After her vigorous marching, her sightings of new trash piles, her frustration and anger that people seem driven to wreck, she breaks a sweat. She digs these thoughts into the earth, claws rocks out of the way, half moons dirt under her fingernails, and in exchange for her efforts, she breathes more deeply. She takes two lady slippers, one for her and one for me. And then she starts back home, the bucket heavy, her body warm, her jacket tied around her waist. The hike back up the sledding hill is arduous, rocky and steep. She has to stop several times to catch her breath, switch hands for the bucket and shovel. Even though my husband and I don't have children, mom surprises me with the lady slipper on Mother's Day. This is the kind of woman she is. Any excuse to celebrate will do. You are a mom to Leo, she insists while petting our yellow Labrador retriever. The orchid is brash and flaunting, thrusting its lovely swollen veined pink bloom into the world, a flower more strumpet than photosynthesis, more lady of the evening than lady slipper. The next year, both our plants emerge and bloom. And later that year, after much hard work, mom and dad, a collection of neighbors, and a township supervisor close off access to wheeled vehicles. Again, my parents go to the woods with trash bags. Day after day, they lug recycles and garbage home. The only things they don't collect are the couch, which someone has burnt all the way down to springs, and the truck, a kind of relic to remind what can happen. The vernal pools, they're back. The peepers, too. Tadpoles scoot and shimmy. Salamanders dart and even the patch of lady slippers appears to recover. A story with a happy ending and a happy middle. My mom, a woman who climbs mountains with a bucket to save a flower. Oh my God, I just love that. Her legacy. Thanks, she's, she is, she's, she's such a spitfire, man. It's hard to keep up with her. <laughs> I guess, but what an absolutely lovely, lovely story. And Thank you. Your Jane. details and diction. I mean, I just, I, I just, I'm a fan. As you know. <laughs> You're sweet and right back at you, as you know. It's been so, fun these, it's been so fun to do these projects with you. I just, I love it. It's great. Oh, very good, very good, and I love working with you too. Thank okay, you. sweetheart. Well. I'm going to go back outside and enjoy this <laughs> lovely day today. Sounds and, uh, wonderful. With thoughts of lady slippers on my mind. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Jane. I so appreciate your time. And thank you so much for sharing your inspirations with us, Heather. And I hope to see you face to face. I hope so too. Soon. soon. Thank you. Take care now. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, these senior moments, I just wanted to share uh, the expression that I tried to think of during my interview or conversation with Heather Goodman. Uh, teaching, one can be the sage from the stage or the guide from the side. And that's what I was trying to remember during our conversation. I just always loved that description. Anyway, that's it. Wanted to share when I thought of it. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. 
This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.